Hello and welcome back to Experiencing Gold, a tabletop role-playing game podcast. I am your host and your DM, Nick Singer. Joining me, as usual, are Sam, Keith, and Connor as Catmint, Pariah, and Malachi, respectively. Say hi, guys. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Hello! Um, At this point, it's just part of the intro. I didn't do it this time. Yeah, I know. I should be accommodated. No, that's not the word I want. (laughs) Good job. Rewarded. There you go. You want a commendation? Yeah. I should be commended. That's the word I wanted. There you go. I got to it. <laughs> wow. All right. So last time you guys were meeting with a bunch of people that you knew, uh, you met Merchant and all of his goodness and wonderfulness. Mm. Joy. He's a perfect and boy. He's a very energetic lad. And you guys are now in the north, right outside of Judith's birthplace. Her home. And that is the scene. There you go. What do you do? What does it look like? What does it look like? All right. So, you can't really tell. Oh. There's snow everywhere. (laughs) It's an absolute blizzard. You can see maybe 15 feet in front of you max. I can see why you chose to leave. She says, she looks at you. What do you mean? This sucks. I didn't choose to leave. (laughs) This is just... How things ended up. Okay. Um, let's rewind about 15 seconds and take this again, Judith, shall we? Wow, what a nice country you've brought us to. And she just kind of narrows her eyes. For some reason, that doesn't seem sincere, Catmint. Sincerity is my middle name. Catmint, sincerity... I really wish I'd been writing down all of the middle names you've had at this point. I thought your first name was Cat and your last name was Mint. I don't think it is. I don't... Cat Sincerity Mint. I don't... I think it's all one word. I don't know what my last name is. (laughs) Do your people even have last names? No. Do you have a last name? Yeah, I think you do, but you don't like it, huh? Mm, I chose not to take it. Malachi, what's your last name? So here's the thing, guys. Uh... I forgot what I made my last oh name. My I know it's either Carf or Carthus. And I think I've said both a couple of times throughout the podcast. Huh. I don't remember. <laughs> Neither do I. Neither do I. Screw it. It's officially Carthus now because I like it. I think that sounds great. It'll be interesting on the wiki entry for <laughs> Malachi. Okay. Anyway... Um, Judith, you're gonna have to, uh, tell us where and how. Where and how... And what. And what. Uh, okay. And when, I suppose. Yeah, we're, we're kind of deferring to your judgment, a la you know this land and we don't. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then, I guess, follow me. I give her a thumbs up. Would somebody be able to hold me? Because I don't... I think the wind will sweep me away. Pariah picks you up and sets you on his shoulder to see if the wind sweeps you away. Does it? (laughs) The wind does not sweep you away, no. Uh, But as you guys leave the airship and you begin walking, well, trudging through the snow... I lock the door. Okay. You notice Catmint would not have been tall enough to make it through the snow <laughs> anyway. It's like when you throw a corgi into a snowbank after a blizzard. 
just, they just like kind of that universal experience. That everyone can relate to, especially guys, our listeners in California. You guys have, oh, they've seen the GIFs. They exist. Oh, is that There's a like, GIF? Is that a thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's an actual thing. I mm-hmm. didn't know that was an People internet People throwing thing. small dogs into snowdrifts. It seems to me. Our corgi. It is. Our corgi growing up used to jump through them, and occasionally he'd get stuck. Because he'd, he'd jump up high, and it wouldn't make it through, but his legs wouldn't be on the ground. <laughs> and so he'd just kind of wiggle back and forth until the, the divide in the snowbank got wide enough that he'd touch the ground, and then he'd continue forward. Wow. Perfect. Alrighty. So... You guys head out, and Judith says, don't worry, it's uh, it's not going to be too far from here. Uh, one thing you guys should know, just when we get there, despite what anyone may say, I need you to still treat me as you always have. Okay? That's cryptic. I haven't been home in a while. Okay. They're going to, like, throw snowballs at you or something? It would be in their best interest to not. You didn't say no. Oh shit, are you royalty? And she continues walking. <laughs> I think that's As yes. I think she's royalty, yeah. And as she's walking uh, forward, she just says, keep up or else you'll get left behind. Yeah, she's definitely royalty. And then I follow after her. All right. Alrighty. I can't do anything. <laughs> yeah, I, nope. I follow after them. Okay. Um, do you leave Owl on the ship? Um... I don't want to, because he never gets to come along in any of our grand adventures. How tall is Owl? A little bit taller than you. So He's the size of a medium-sized dog. Is Owl big enough to trudge through dog. the snowbanks? Not well. Malachi, do you want to carry my bear? <laughs> I. How heavy is your bear? It's heavy. Very. Let me it's try. It's okay. Let me try. You are... <laughs> Oh, Malachi's such a good friend. Judith stops, turns around, and just says, We don't have time for that. We do. He'll starve. He'll be fine. There will be plenty of time to come over and get him later. I'm pretty sure owlbears can hunt, even in snow, too. But I locked the door! (laughs) I assure you we will come back once we have gotten into the city and I have set up lodging. Okay. Okay. And you guys trudge through the snow for approximately 10 minutes tops when suddenly there is a massive stone and iron wall just right in front of you neat wow it just kind of you know the snow clears a little bit even though it's still snowing just as hard as it had been and then suddenly giant wall and judah says all right stick to the wall we walk north And as you guys proceed north, you notice that the wall is getting more and more fortified as you go on. Um, Less and less stone, more and more iron, uh, steel in some locations eventually. And when you arrive to, well, where you suppose that you must be arriving to, there are two giant doors made of adamantine. How far around does this wall go? She says, it's a... It takes a while to walk around the whole thing. Wow. That's a pretty great wall. Well, all of home is in here. Huh. All of home is in the wall. Well, the, the wall surrounds home. Okay. And she just says, that's right. <clears throat> Ice home is the oh. name of the city in your words or in common. 
the word we have for the city directly translates to home. Yeah, it's just where you live. Right. Home and is where your walls are. I guess so. Now, if my uh, timing and my assumptions are correct, we should be getting greeted by the guard approximately now. And when she says now, you hear a, Hey! Hey, who are you? Get down on the ground. They seem professional. And she says, she rubs her temple and she just says, I wish they would be. <laughs> and one of them goes, who is that? Who is that over there? That's Catmint. Malachi is I, Malachi. I have no idea who that is. Is uh, that? And you just hear one of them go, oh shit. Yeah, and it's Pariah. You hear some clanging and some scrambling coming from up above. And these two massive adamantine doors just open up. And standing behind it are two tall snow elves, slightly shorter than Judith, but still incredibly tall, as they all are. They have long white hair, um, which is very different to Judith's short white hair. Um, It's long, straight. They're wearing approximately the same getup that Judith normally wears, a giant pelt-style cape over their back, um, silver gleaming armor that reflects off of the light that the snow is reflecting. And the two of them are holding lances in their hands, and they look at you and they just go, Who are you three? Who are you two? And Judith says, These are my sisters, Joan and Jane. Joan, Meet Jane, and Joan Judith. and Jane. Yes. That must be confusing. Not really. They're 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 different enough. I can They're pretty see distinct. That. And the two march over and they just say, Judith, how, where have you been? In unison? No. Oh. But I'm not gonna say which is which because you cannot tell them apart anyway. <laughs> they are virtually identical. Oh, I know this thing. One of them tells the truth and one of them only tells lies. <laughs> We're I've so read this good book at meeting before. new people. <laughs> and one of them says, is he always like this? <laughs> and how long will you be staying? Yes. And Brian just looks over at Judith. She looks at the at her sisters. Not long. And her sisters say, not long for those three, I assume. I thought, Judith, you were planning on coming with us, weren't you? And she just says nothing. She just says, I have to meet with whomever is in charge. Oh. And Pariah, you notice that one of them has been giving you kind of a funny look. She likes you. Catman, you haven't noticed this. Uh, Okay, I still say it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, How far away are they from me? They're standard conversing distance. Okay. And I assume Judith is still nearby? Mm Mm-hmm. Then I'm not saying anything. Okay. It's nice to meet both of you lovely ladies. Um, and honor to be welcomed into your home. I can see what an affectionate family you must have. And one of them just, uh, thank you. Thank you very much. And the other one, yeah, no problem. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. It's it's good to see such a diminutive person such as yourself. Great. That's a good way to identify me. That makes me feel very confident. (laughs) Um... I'm Catmint, this is Malachi, this is Pariah. We're the heroes of the Fifth Age? I don't know if you know about us. 
we have comic books that you can read. Well, she's about saying, us. we have comic books. Raya's walking away. <laughs> <laughs> With Catman on his place. shoulder. Yep. We have comic books. <laughs> <laughs> and Judith uh, just, you know, whispers a couple things to them and walks over to meet or to run up with you guys. And she says, my apologies on the <clears throat> rather crude speech of my sisters. They <laughs> better be careful. They seem nice. I didn't notice anything. Hmm. You have hung around with us, right? Unfortunately. Oh. That's a zinger. And as you guys are walking through the city, you notice that there isn't as much snow falling in the city. It's more of a light snowfall and less of a snowstorm like it was previously. And as you go about the city, you see the buildings are all very tall, silver, um, and white, very few accents, they mostly look like they are uh, formed out of the ground just straight up themselves. Mm. And you would actually believe that they were had you no idea what, you know, metal looked like and that right. sort of thing. Because you can see that there is definitely metal plating these, but everything is covered in snow so much that it looks like it just forms out of the ground. Huh. Um, they all form slender uh, spires. You can tell that there aren't many ground level areas in here just because everything is very high up. Okay. Or, which you don't know, and Judith explains to you as you're going around that they also extend very far below the ground, too. That's for warmth? Yes. Really? <laughs> yes. Oh. Guys, I know about buildings now. And oh. you see... Between the buildings, there are lots of slender uh, walkways that are covered, you can see, that are made of glass, so mm. that you can see people going about be back and forth between these very tall buildings. And something that you do notice about the people is you're having a very hard time telling anyone apart from anyone. Uh, everybody seems to be this long white hair very tall, slender. You can tell that, and you see that some have short hair, some have um, more pronounced features than others, uh, but for the most part, everyone is fairly androgynous. Mm. Huh. And Judith just says, it's a thing with my people. Uh, you'll get used to it. A lot of them choose to maintain this aspect of androgyny because they don't want to let themselves be defined. Uh, some of the men choose to cut their hair short, some of the women do as well. I mean, I do. Mm. And you will also see lots of, uh, lots of us that don't, that may look like the other because our kind is one that challenges their own fate. Okay. So, Neat. do not cross any of them. They can all fight as well as I do. I wouldn't dream of saying anything weird or inflammatory toward anyone. I would like, <laughs> perhaps... I stare at Catmint. Try is just laughing. I do worry that I'm going to address people by the wrong names. No disrespect to you. Can I call them all dude? Mm, just say you. That seems rude, dude. Some of them like using this one. Wow. I'll just be quiet while we're here. She says, we're not easily offended. 
Oh, Especially when outsiders don't particularly understand. And you see a lot of them, though, when they see you four, five, Doug is quietly, ethereally <laughs> bouncing along. Ethereal bouncing. That's my aesthetic. <laughs> Ethereal bounce. <laughs> and he... <clears throat> you notice that a lot of the people are whispering amongst each other when they see you, questioning things. Uh, even a couple are even pointing. I point back! And Judith just says, please, please don't. They're doing it to me, Judith. And Yoel, you hear Yoel from Malachi's shadow. She hasn't popped out. Just say, I think they're pointing at Judith, Catman. I also point at Judith, then. <laughs> Thank you, Catman. Just want to fit in. Where are mm. we going? We're going to uh, <clears throat> the palace. When when uh, Catman turns to point at Judith, and Judith seems discomforted in it, is going to bounce her once. and you guys walk through the streets that uh you notice that the streets are paved with uh what appears to be marble okay at least you think the snow is making it very difficult to tell what's what Mm. and you arrive at a very very tall building that slopes up and forms multiple points uh in a pyramiding order so smaller spires leading up to one grand spire and then leading back down creating the illusion okay. of a slope all right okay so like in a so step it's... pattern yeah but more um they're separate tall towers yeah, yeah, yeah. obviously yep and again two very large adamantine doors are behind this and she holds up her hand to one of the doors and you see it glow kind of a light blue with a snowflake pattern and the doors swing open as if somebody threw them open and a bunch of snow flutters in and she just says after you oh i have to close the door malachi you wanna yep (laughs) malachi walks in all right right. this place intimidates me it's a good thing you're not walking in on your own. Yep. And Judith follows you guys, closes the door behind her, and your eyes get adjust. You know how your eyes feel weird after you've been out looking at snow for forever and a half? How everything is mm-hmm. almost too bright? Yeah. And then when you go inside, everything's green for some reason? It's because you're getting, just a lot of, you're getting a lot of light reflected on yeah, the I, 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 So you're I being know why You're staring at the sun. Basically. No, there is no Smash Mouth today. Is that Smash Mouth? Blinded me with snow. Oh, that's good, Connor. That was a good one. She blinded me with snow. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's my favorite part of that song. But as your eyes adjust, you notice that this looks. uh, It kind of forms the structure of um, a very long hall, very tall pillars arches on these pillars and you see a couple people milling about wearing you know the same thing that judith wears traditionally this silver armor with large animal pelts as a cape or cloak whatever you want to call it some have hoods up some do not and one of them runs over eventually upon seeing you for and he just says where have you been and she says uh gone who's running this right now 
and the person looks at you three and looks at you, Pariah, and stares for just long enough for it to be questionable and suspicious. You got a problem? No, uh, I just didn't think there were more. Oh, God. What do you mean, more? Um, well, and Judith says, yes, what do you mean, more? He says, well, I suppose it's it's best if I just show you. Um, right this way, uh, your highness. And she just glares. She just goes, yes, yes, mm-hmm. you called it. Congratulations. <laughs> I'm sorry we have not been addressing you with the proper honor, milady. I oh, am Again, he not... bounces Catmint. Hey! <laughs> sorry, Judith. I am not anymore. Okay. Despite what they want. And... You guys follow this yeah. snow elf, whose name you uh, you learn is uh, Archibald. Did someone greet him in the hallway? Hello, sir Archibald. No, Judith just exp- she tells oh. you guys. <laughs> okay. As we're walking awkwardly, silently down the hall. This is Archibald. His name's Archibald. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <clears throat> and she, you guys follow, and she says throne room is right here and Archibald nods and Judith stamps her spear down on the ground stamps the butt of it down making a loud echo and the doors once again swing open and inside it no longer looks like a throne room instead it looks like a courtroom there are seats in bleacher style to the left and the right there is a stand right in the uh, center of the room, a, uh, a pulpit sort of thing. It's like one of the tall ones? Yeah. Yeah. And at the very far end of the room, you see a machina who looks incredibly old. Oh. Um, mm. Looks as if he were a prototype. He seems to be in a state of massive disrepair. He has very gaunt features on his um, mechanical face. You notice that his face is even less lifelike than the others. Mm. Pariah having the most lifelike one. Yeah. And Mm. you notice he only has one arm. The other one seems to just be missing. And this one arm grabs a gavel and stamps it down twice. Oh, damn. And says... Who has brought disorder into my court? Judith, be real with us. This this whole adventure hasn't just been one very elaborate court summons, has it? <laughs> and she says, I have no idea who this is. Oh! Priya, would you care to elaborate? Hello, Justice. And the Machina looks down. Pariah! You should not be here. Isn't that the name? I don't. What? Who is this grumpy calculator, Pariah? I just said it's justice. Okay, yeah, but like, fine. Another what? one of my brothers. Do you want answer him? I should is it not good be that here. He's here or bad that he's here? You shouldn't be here either, Justice. Yeah, probably not. I look you around like, incorrect. is that right? Oh. It is not a question of whether or not I should be here, but a question of I needed to be here. 
Is that a question? <clears throat> Not really. The question was, did I need to be here? <laughs> and I deemed the answer yes. Where, Par Pariah, were you aware that your weird brother is in charge of a bunch of elves? Nope. I look at Pariah and I do the, um, like the finger in circles around the head, the universal sign for crazy, question mark. <laughs> and when you do that, the gavel stamps down again and he says, I will trust you to respect the authority of this court. Oh, this is real bad. Yeah, you shouldn't trust that at all. Judith's back. I point at Judith. Indeed, she is, and she has brought disorder into this society. I, that's not really true. She just kind of brought herself. Judith and Valderin, you are guilty of oh. the crime of abandoning your people. Oh. Whoa. Oh. Fierce talking there. And she. You can't just say guilty. We, there has to be a trial at least. No trial is needed. I uh -huh. mean, if abandonment of people is a crime, wouldn't you be guilty? I am not, for I was broken down on the snowdrifts during a journey that mother sent me on. These people found me in my state of disrepair, and I saw them without a ruler. I saw them in need of order, and I brought it. So what was the, the mission that uh, Mother sent you on? Confidential. Oh. Did you complete it? Confidential. If you did not complete it, would you not be in dereliction of duty? Confidential. This? Sounds like okay. he's in dereliction of duty. There is a lot going on here. And this is kangaroo court. Judith turns it's to Archibald. It's always a kangaroo court with him. She says, excuse me? And you see, when she is turned to him, you guys all turn as well. And he actually has his spear drawn and is pointing it at her. Great. And you hear some running from behind you, and there are multiple Great. guards, soldiers, that have run forward with spears. And they are holding them to Judith's back as well. And she says, what is the meaning of this? Maybe everyone should just take a deep breath. I put my hand on the hilt of the longsword of cure wounds. Boy. She says, Malachi, there is no reason to attack my people. They're, they've got spears drawn on you, and you're but my But they friend. are still my people, and I value my people over our friendship. Yeah, that's legit. Yeah. Because despite what Pariah's malfunctioning brother might have you think, I still am a ruler. Oh, like you don't have like a rich old dad or something like you were you're the you're the per, the person the heir and the I am the queen, queen of Ice Home. Yeah. Yes. That's the word you're looking for, Catman. Queen. I just want to make sure the Snow Queen, Catman. But now this robot has but... apparently usurped the throne which should have gone directly to one of my sisters. Though I assume they couldn't figure out which one should have it soon enough. This ingrate was found, tried to mediate, and then I'm assuming you deemed it more necessary to just take control yourself? That would be a correct assumption. And I'm assuming you never once thought of the possibility of having two rulers, say, a diarchic society? 
Diarchic societies are destined to fail, for one will always try to usurp the other. It is proven many, many, many times. Man, I really like the one who talked fast. So, how about everyone takes their spears and stops pointing them at the queen? That seems like a good first step. She says, Catman's right, I'll go peacefully, you can stop threatening your queen. And they all raise their spears. Okay. Um, that's all I got. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Catman. I'm not good in crisis. This is, this is a lie! All of a sudden, the robot judge with the arms. I, uh, I, I look at, at Justice. Uh, what's gonna happen to her? She has been deemed guilty, though it would appear that these three, you three, believe her not to be, despite the clear evidence. I As been... Okay, go, go it's, on, it's, Mr. It's not so much that she's that she didn't leave, it's more that that shouldn't be a crime. You were not here, you did not see the state of disarray. As you three seem to believe her to be innocent, despite all signs pointing otherwise, I will, as is the custom for a fair and just system, give you one chance to defend her. Trial! Indeed. <clears throat> My fees are fair, I tell Judith. <laughs> she looks down. Okay. You're being represented by the law, office of, law offices of Catman and the Boys. <laughs> Ace Attorney, Malachi Karthus. <laughs> and she says, I understand that you guys are trying to lighten the situation, yeah. but please take this with a modicum of uh, seriousness. Can't really do that. As, well, Pariah, how severe can your brother be? Well, look at it this way. They didn't, uh, my mother didn't actually give us color vision until after him. Oh. Perfect. That was really good. <laughs> I liked that a lot. Literally. Anyway. Black and white. Uh-huh. <clears throat> and Justice just says, Show the woman to her chambers. And she's like, my room? To the dungeons. Oh my god. And she looks at you three and reaches into her pocket and throws you a key. Uh, throws it to Pariah. Yeah, that's part yeah. of it. That's, <laughs> that's part. fair. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And she says, "That's uh, that's the key to my room. You guys can use it." You're being and remarkably calm. What other choice do I have in this situation? Yeah. Yeah. And she lets them, lets the guard lead her out, and Doug just says, "Um." Is it gonna be a while before we get to get to the place? Probably. I know where it is. No. We're not just gonna leave Judith to rot in a dungeon or worse, so it's probably gonna be a little bit, bud. Yeah. That's fine. I just I just wanted to make sure we weren't gonna abandon her. Oh. Well yeah. we'll see what this and I look at justice and I say this judge all the malice that Catman can muster so not has much. planned for us. Mostly just dramatics. <laughs> yeah. And Archibald, who's still there, yeah. he says, um, I'll show you three to her quarters. Thanks. Thank you. 
And do you have a, he takes just a quick question? Do you have books on your people's laws? Just like uh, a yes overview, plenty. And if you have any like records, or I don't know if you guys have newspapers or anything of like events that happened right after she left up until uh, Justice showed up, I'd really like to pour over those to see how bad this chaos he's talking about mm-hmm. was. Yeah. Right. Um, of course. Follow me to the um, chambers. And you guys, he follow, or he walks you up a flight of stairs that goes on for what feels like forever. Spiral staircase. And you can tell you're going up the tallest tower in the uh, palace. And it's a large door that seems to be made of opaque ice. Mm. And he says, uh, key please. I'll just open Look the door with the key. There is no keyhole. Oh, I'll just extend the key then. He takes it, and he literally presses it into the center of the door, and it kind of phases through, and you can see it in the center of the door there, and it swings open into uh, the inside. And he says, um, if you want to lock the door while you're inside it or when you leave, just put your hand up to where the key is. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hey, and both. he says yes. I have a question quick before you leave. Uh, before you have any further questions, uh, come inside. I have to talk. Oh, okay. We go inside, yep. I assume. Alright. Yep. And he closes the door and puts his hand over it, grabs the key, and hands it back to Parai, and he just says, this is a safe place to talk. Oh. Help. Are there Help. Are there not safe places to talk? Almost nowhere is safe. Well, oh, yeah. You didn't see it below the judge's stand, but uh, Pariah, your brother, has become quite the monstrosity. He has integrated him into the entire city. Mm. Shit. Wire Um, himself in? Yes, he has set up um, ways to observe everyone wherever they are. Seats, Mm -hmm. or streets, buildings... Some people even believe that he is looking into their own homes. Yeah. But we cannot do anything as, for whatever reason, he has assumed control of the city's guard. We are not sure how. We're not sure why. Hmm. That sounds like my big brother. (laughs) Damn it. Damn it. You beat me to it. That's terrifying. Incredibly so. Why? But we need, I need to know. Mm. Why was our queen gone? She owed someone a debt. And he furrows his brow in a little bit of confusion. What do you mean? She had to do a favor for a friend and it's lasted a while. Okay. I, I'm i not going to tell her secrets because they're hers, but it's for a good reason and she's made a good life and she's still a good person who's worthy of you following her, I think. So, you know, grab the rebellion. Let's get ready to do a revolution. <laughs> Well, I would prefer that we try to do this without bloodshed first. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll play by Justice's rules for now, and um, I don't know if you'll be able to keep secrets for very long, Catmint, as whatever secrets you may ha- that she may have may be useful mm-hmm. in the trial. I'll respect them for now, but, well, if you guys think of anything that I could do for you, let me know. And he then tells you uh, the location of the uh, the library 
which is going to have the records, uh, it's going to have the, whatchamacallit, the, uh, the books on law, and it, it'll have all the books, basically. Okay. Okay. And he then says, and, uh, Pariah, there is a, I don't know what they're called, uh, Justice had us set one up when he first arrived, um, he said that his kind can utilize them, he called it a hub? Yeah, yeah. There is one of those in the library as well. I'm not sure what significance it means to you. Okay. But would it be safe for Pariah to? I, I look at Pariah. Pariah, would it be safe for you to use that? Like, if if Justice is wired into the entire city, could he like get in your head? Yeah. I, I don't know how you work, but don't from worry what you've about told it. me about those things. Okay. Don't worry. I worry. I'm worrying about it too. And Yoel. Um, appears actually and she just says I think that Pariah will be fine I assume that Arin would have made you know upgrades in the in the in the hardware from you know the the prototype to the finished product so what and he's also saying... been stuck out here for a long time he doesn't have the same kind of well security systems and fail safes that our heads do Okay. Okay, so the virus sure. that's running on Justice is not compatible with the OS that is in Pariah's head. <laughs> no, it's more like the the virus catcher that's built into Pariah's head can easily catch it. Oh my gosh. The so virus good. that is Justice is not compatible with the Pariah. <laughs> he'd, either, he'd either have to give up his sense of self or take away mine or both. Or both. Huh. Well, we'll have to keep an eye on that one though. Huh. Uh, very well then. Um, I'll take my leave then. Uh, could you open the door for me though? Briah does. All I right. wanted to do it. You're too short. <laughs> oh, wait, Archibald. Uh, yes. We're gonna need lots of string and thumbtacks. <laughs> he. Uh, okay. I will see what I can do. Great. You realize right. we're not going to use any of that, Malachi. Oh, oh, you two want to read things? Guess what Catmint wants to do, she said in third person. Catmint wants to continue riding on my shoulders and go to the library. <laughs> um, Duke might be helpful? Yes, as might Mother. Right. Um, I think it might be fortuitous that, you know, he had them build a hub here. There hasn't been one for a while, has there, Pariah? No, not, uh, not since Grand Falls. It's been a while. I don't remember what that is. That's Duke's city. I know what that- no, I meant the hub. Don't worry about it. Oh my gosh. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so what do you guys do? I'm going to channel my inner Klaus Baudelaire, and I'm going to go to the library to read like a madman. I'm going to channel my inner Sunny Baudelaire and eat some food. Uh, I'm going to carry Catmint to the library <laughs> while she's eating food, <laughs> apparently. And uh, the first thing that I'm going to do when we get to the library is I'm going to go to the hub, set Catmint down, and say, Catmint, can you find me books on succession? Success, yes. Succession law. Yes. And wills. Okay. <laughs> Good luck. Okay. And then he's going to connect to the hive mind and con and try to contact Duke and Scribe. Okay. Ooh, I'm glad you thought of Scribe. And uh, Malachi, what are you doing? 
I am looking for records of the time between Judith leaving and uh, uh, Justice taking over. All right. So, uh, Catmint and Malachi, both of you please make me uh, investigation checks. Okay, I cast Fly on myself so I can actually reach the, uh, the bookshelves. <laughs> Couldn't just use Mage Hand or something. No. no. <laughs> fly. Fly. You have, you have ten minutes of flight. Well, I'm going to cast it again. I'm going to use my spell slots. I got a natural 20 on my investigation check because I'm flying so good. I got an 8 because roll 20 hates me. Because you're, I'll cast fly on you if you want. It's because you're being distracted by Catman flying around the library. <laughs> yeah, she's probably a big bother. I could also right. use tele- telekinesis to have all the books float around me, but I won't. So, Catman, you find... Well, I'll start with Malachi. Yeah. Malachi, you find... Uh, you find an almanac on the surrounding area and weather patterns and things like that. And then you also find a very, very, very detailed um, chronicle of 200 years worth of crop rotations. (sighs) I don't think any of this is going to be useful. You notice that there's a lot of wild berry foraging. Ooh. And you get distracted by it. I start taking notes on the different flora and fauna of the area. Okay. Excellent work. Catman. Mm. You are flying around, much to uh, the visible confusion of some of the locale. Locals? That's what I said. Got it. And... Patrons. Sure. That's a word for people in a library. That's yeah, yeah, a word for people anywhere. In a library. Right. And you I find fly. a very large book that is exactly what Pariah said he was looking for. Succession law and wills. No, just succession law. He wanted wills too. Yes, you find a book that has the recordings of every one of royalties. Uh, will, last will and testament. Oh. Detailing all of them. And lastly, you find, you're not sure why you wanted to grab it, but you find this old journal, this tattered, torn journal, stuffed behind some books that were near, that were near it. And, uh, it's bound and locked. Ooh. Malachi, look, I found something old and mysterious. Just like you. What? What? Hey. what? What? And I show him the journal. What's that? It's old and mysterious. Ooh. Can you open it? Uh, let's see. Break it down. Oh, I drop it on the table. <laughs> <laughs> How loud is it? Not very. It's a small journal. Oh. Uh, Do you I know am. That? Well, so I ha- technically have a bonus to sleight of hand. Yeah. But you don't have um, any thieves' tools or proficiency with them. Correct. No, but I have a Yol who can give me an additional plus two to any skill check I make. Nice. This is true. Who needs thieves' tools when you've got a Yol? So I'm gonna have Once... Yol like get real like sharp and pointy and act like a lockpick. Okay. Uh, sleight of hand. 
13. You or if I have advantage for whatever reason, 13. <laughs> if anything, you'd have disadvantage. You don't you know have which disadvantage. would be a 13. Two 13. <laughs> you do not open it. You have no idea how to open it. And Yol just says, uh, this might be better suited for Pariah. We should probably ask him to do it when we get back. When he gets back. When he's done. And she looks over at him. Pry is just standing there, blank-faced. <laughs> I of hate the this. <laughs> yeah, but doing Pariah's, whatever he's doing. Pariah's probably talking to his mom. Catman found the book. I need to do something useful. How about you crush it in your fist? The book? No, the lock. The lock is on the book yeah, itself, Catman. Can't you just break of... it? No, because I would break the book. There's another. That's well... counterproductive. Cutting to Pariah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you get a hold of Arin. Okay. Through Scribe? Through Scribe. You just hear Scribe's voice and you, he just goes, Oh, Pariah. So, how's it so, going? My arm is tired. Uh, usual. Listen, there's some stuff going on with Justice. Yeah, I haven't heard from him in a while. What's going on? Is he hurt? He's gone crazy. Er. Grand, I'll put mother on the line. <laughs> and you just hear, after like a couple moments, just hear, what did you do this time? Nothing. I do <laughs> not believe that in the slightest, and you know that. That's fine. Justice is crazy. Er. What did he do this time? Uh, he took over Ice Home. Oh. And now he's ruling it as a tyrant. <sighs> What's the situation? Uh, he has eyes everywhere in the city. I was hoping that protocol was buried. He's already fairly damaged, but I think he's integrated into the city itself. Right. That should not be possible, given that Ice Home is not nearly as technologically... He had them build a hub, didn't he? Oh, yeah. That's how how, how do you think I'm That's... talking to you? Uh-huh. Yep. Okay, sure. Figure I should probably um... destroy this when I'm done. Uh, don't just yet. Okay. Because, uh, once you get things sorted out over there, let me know, and I will come on up, and I will take care of it. As I would prefer to disassemble it in a way that will not destroy the entire city. I don't know why you'd need to do that. Alright. And you just, like, you can feel the silence over the phone. The phone. phone. It's a phone, let's be real. It's a phone. It's Skype, It's a phone. if anything. It's, it's, it's Skype without seeing them. <clears throat> and she just says, um, yeah. You contacted Scribe first? Yes. Though I understand. What do you need him for? Uh, I wanted to see essentially how it happened. How what happened? Justice taking this thing over. What, how did he, how did he reason himself into this situation? Oh, you're looking for the records. Basically. As well as right. whether this has any precedent in their succession laws, or if he did it illegally. Got it. Well, Tara's visiting with me right now, so I'll have her go through. And you uh, hear when she says Tara's visiting, you just hear, Hi, I'm Tara! <clears throat> and she says, yes, uh, I'll have her go through some of the older records. Okay. And uh, deliver them to you when we get them. When's the trial? Uh, I'm assuming that there's a trial of some sort well, of justice yeah, is involved. Obviously. I mean. All right. Yeah. Who's on trial? The queen. Ah, uh, damn it! All right. I'll see what I can do. 
Who are you trying to get through to next? Duke. Alright, here. And you just feel a quick jolt, and you just hear, Pariah! Of course, Duke. How has my favorite little brother been? Busy. Don't, don't tell Merchant. Merchant's been busy too. I found him. Oh, that is excellent. He's what has he been doing? Building a city. That's so like him. <laughs> also, he lost so, his legs. Merchant did. Yes. Did he get them back? Well, he has new ones. They're wood. Right. Yep. Well, <clears throat> what can I do for you? Justice has gone crazier and taken over a city. Which city? Ice home. Uh, I'll be there in a day. And he just oh drops connection. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you have uh, disconnected from the hub. Did you want to switch your languages, by the way, while you're at it? Um, that depends. Mm-hmm. Have any of the people here been speaking in a language other than Elven? Yes. It is a... You, you can pick out some of the words, but it is a variation on Elven that you can only surmise um, occurs when a society undergoes years of separation from the rest of society. Uh, well then, I will pick up this dialect if it's stored. It is, Then I actually. will swap out one of my languages for that. Alright, I will leave you to decide. I will keep common and elf. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a fun game to play. Ooh, ooh. Pariah comes back from his phone call. We can no longer understand him. Is, what have you is done? Wilden a language, and is it in there? Yes, Wilden is a language. Wilden, it's 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 commonly known as Doot speak, and you notice that it has been added, but you see in Probably big red letters, big red letters next to it, uh, beta. I will take the Doot speak beta. <sighs> it's just merchant being like, I picked up some key phrases. <laughs> I mean, they've gone out into the world, so... I know, but he's the one who probably talked with them the most. Various children of the Machina have... What? ...added it. Yeah, there's not just 13 of them. What? They have babies? Yeah, it's by the yeah. tiefling principle, too. Like, if you... Yeah. Who had babies with each other? Uh, Umbra, Constance... With each other? No, with, like, humans. Yeah. The Machina are compatible with humans and elves and just about So a yeah. bunch of the people we met are parents? Yeah. What the hell? But they don't see themselves as such. Pariah has kids. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. What? He doesn't know. He doesn't know he has kids. Oh, Pariah kids. knows Pariah he has at least a couple. He knows he has a couple. But he doesn't know he how many. He just doesn't know. Right. This Nor does he care. You, how do the number you know? is much higher than he would prefer. You heard it here first, Internet Pariah Fox. Oh my God! How did I not know about this? Pariah doesn't I've told talk it. about it. <laughs> I've also mentioned it multiple times, not in the most recent episodes because it's been a hot second. But I'm so baffled. Pariah's in his nineties. Of course, he's had a couple kids. I didn't. Think he's a little bit older could... than. Oh, he's like 90. in his hundreds. Yeah. I assumed yeah. he could not sexually reproduce, though. No, I thought they, he was just. I'm robot. No. Nope. Oh, God. Remember, he looks almost human. I know that, but, <laughs> oh, God, that means, oh, there's so many implications. You know, because there's the implication. Christ. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Anyway. I wish.
wish Catmate knew about this because she would do some stuff, but she doesn't know. Nope. I wish I could tell her. God. Sam's and, voice uh, rings out. Pariah, you Enjoy are you. back in Ice Home now. Or at least your consciousness is. I'm staring at him. Pariah, Pariah <laughs> cracks really his close. neck. That always leaves a crick in my neck. Did you talk to them? Yes. What did they say? Well, they'll be here tomorrow. Oh, so we don't have to do anything. Or at least Duke will be. Do you think he'll be sad when I have to break up with him? You know Does what, Catmint? Does he even know you were, in air quotes, dating? You know what, Catmint? I think he will be. Yeah. I, I think know. he'll be. I'll think he'll be terribly sad, and then I think no. he'll be over it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. In a couple milliseconds. I found you your book. Thank you. Also, can you open this lock because I don't know how to, and Yul wasn't good enough. I'll try. <laughs> Ouch. I didn't say. I didn't say Malachi wasn't good enough. <laughs> uh, I got a thirty-one to open the lock. <laughs> I yeah, hate you. So you just kind of like just. Pop it open really quick. I would like <laughs> to say, like, please. There you go. Can I go. have it, please? Can I have? It? Can you have what? Can I have the book? Yes. Don't burn I it. I take it and then Cam- I hand it to Malachi. You like old boring things. Camera pans over to just Malachi and his head is just down. <laughs> it's good. I couldn't and find anything, and I'll I'll grab the book. Yol materializes and sits down in the chair next to you. Uh, like assumes what it would look like and just says i mean it's true you do like old boring things it's very true it is true anyway what's written on it and she's like kind of craning her neck to see i take a look inside the book on the page (laughs) is written something you guys will find out next time oh oh yeah well i'm glad it's it is at least written on the page (laughs) yeah. <laughs> Guys, it says here we'll find out next time. I don't know what this means, but I'm afraid. Jeez. <laughs> you should be. Be very All right. Anyway, thank you for listening to this episode of Experience in Gold. Crediting for the music goes to Kevin McLeod and only Kevin McLeod because I used one song this episode. <laughs> Hooray. You Thanks, guys... McLeod. Yes. Um, <clears throat> we have social media. You guys know this already. Twitter, Facebook, come say hello. It's Experience in Gold. You can find us on both of them. If you have found yourself in the gold experience and you're listening to Prince music, you've gone not far enough because we really messed up our SEO on that one. It and could be worse. And if, if you're you watching found yourself JoJo. in the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure fandom, <laughs> uh, you've also gone yep. too far. Please turn around. It's not too late for you. No, stay. JoJo is great. How <laughs> dare you? Live in the space the with fandom. the posing. And uh, lastly, uh, leave us reviews on iTunes because it helps us get noticed and be heard. It also helps us make the podcast better for you. Exactly. Indeed it does. So until next time. May every dream your heart makes come true. No. No. I wish that all of your um, socially acceptable dreams come true. Oh. When you wish upon a star, your dreams come true. All right, I'm stopping. I'm I'm stopping recording. Bye. That's good. It's... That's a good ending. <laughs>